Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Switzerland. That's where I was born. So I was, why don't you still have a Swiss accent? How do you know I don't? Um, why don't you still have a Swiss accent? Well, 23% of the population of Switzerland is made up by foreigners. Net immigration is 1% of the nation's population, three times more than that of Germany, proportionally. And according to the European Union, 230,000 foreign citizens cross the border to work in Switzerland every day. In 2009, the Swiss People's Party launched a national referendum initiative. Um, I'm sorry, in 2010, they, they launched a national initiative to expel criminal foreigners. I remember we talked about that. They won with 52% of the national vote. And if you win the referendum process in Switzerland, in case you're just joining us, we've talked about this many times, but it's worth repeating. Three or four times a year, there are referenda in Switzerland that are driven by the people, and they go on a ballot, and then the Swiss people decide whether they want to adopt or reject the referendum initiative. And if the majority of Swiss people voting that particular day on that particular initiative decide they want it, then the federal government of Switzerland has no choice but to make it law constitutionally. They, they must. If a majority of Swiss people say, no, we don't want this, then it's just gone. It can be brought back at a later date, but it doesn't pass at that particular time. So uh, in 2010, Swiss People's Party started the initiative to expel criminal foreigners. They won with 52% of the national vote. And in 2014, the, Swiss, the font is so small here, the Swiss People's Party's uh, national initiative, quote, against mass immigration, was also successful, with 50.3% of the national population supporting the initiative. Lucy Stamm is the vice president of the Swiss People's Party, and he said after the vote that Switzerland should have the right to control its own immigration. The European Commission on, uh, on these matters... Not happy, they issued a statement that it was uh, disappointed, quote-unquote, in the Swiss decision on immigration. So what does the Swiss decision mean for Europe, and does it have implications for the rest of the Western world? Lucy Stamm joins me on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So, uh, Lucy, people know that I was born in Switzerland. They want to know why I don't have a Swiss accent. You have a Swiss accent. So you'll do. <laughs> I, I definitely do. Unfortunately, my English is far away from being perfect. No, your English is great. Just great. Did I explain the referendum process properly? Totally okay. Totally perfect. Um, unfortunately, the Swiss political elite, even so the Swiss population decided we want to control the immigration, refuses to really um, put in motion what our people want. So I thought that according to the Swiss Constitution, that it was uh, the responsibility of the federal government of Switzerland, the elites, to follow the will of the people. So if a majority of Swiss people say, we are against mass immigration, 
then the government has the responsibility to do what the people say. How do they get around that? Um, exactly. It's totally true what you say. But picture this. If Canada or the United States would say, the people, if they would have the right to say, okay, we want to control immigration, and the political leaders instead, they just let flow in everybody who wants to come, then you have a problem. Um, and that's exactly what happens here. The population said, we want to control, we want you to make strict laws, but the political elite doesn't react or so far has not reacted. So they've had two years, right? Um, even three or more, almost. More than, it's more two and a half years. years, and they have in Switzerland, very interesting, they have actually um, the law or the, the constitution which says until the 9th of February 2017, the controls have to be there and the government just doesn't react. So isn't there in place punishment for members of the government who ignore the will of the people as it's constitutionally laid out? No, it's not possible. Um, in, in American terms, you could say we do not have the possibility to impeach if the, if the government does not react. Um, the people just have to look um, at the situation and they get, um, they, they get um, how should I say in English, um, dissatisfied more and more and more. This certainly is perhaps comparable with what happens in the United States. It certainly is comparable what happens in Germany. You can see that people around the world get more dissatisfaction and they are not, not happy with their governments. No, I mean, we saw it with Brexit. That is totally, totally understandable and totally clear. Um, Brexit, the people in um, Great Britain, they are dissatisfied that everybody can move into their country. I think it was mainly a decision about immigration. I'm speaking with Lucy Stamm. He's a vice president of the Swiss People's Party and a member of the Swiss federal government. Um, so, I, see, I don't understand. It. I mean, I do understand, but... I, I don't understand how they can get away with it. You have a constitution in place in Switzerland. It's been in place for eight or 900 years, right? Correct. A, a long time. Correct. So, and, and each year, there are referenda, questions, that are put to the people of Switzerland that are created by the people of Switzerland and supported by the people of Switzerland and ultimately voted on by the people of Switzerland. And so then, whatever the Swiss people vote, the government has the responsibility to enact. And in this case, they are ignoring the will of the people. How often does that happen, Lucy? Is this the first time, or does that happen regularly? We have relatively de um, detailed examples where it has happened before. Like, um, um, I don't want to, to um, talk too long, but we had the example that the Swiss um, 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 voters said um, on certain um, criminal acts, you just have to send them to prison lifelong, um, um, totally clear. And our political elite um, said, um, under certain conditions, we don't do it. But I'm, I'm too complicated now. Wow. The, the, the most... The most um, um, repulsive um, example is now the immigration. That well, is it's, the first it's, time. 
Yep. I mean, it's disturbing when the it when when you disturbing. have a constitutional mechanism in place that gives the people the kind of power that people need to have in a democracy. And this is one of the oldest and best functioning democracies in the world. Four official languages. People get along. They understand one another. They have a, co- a combined objective. And now the government ignores them. So totally correct. And you could say, let's take the example of California with a relatively direct democracy. If people in California would say motor vehicles have to have these and these and these standards, and if the political elite doesn't do it, um, or w- would not do it, um, it, it, it would be negative enough. But if you have an example like immigration, it's much, much more, um, um, what, what is it, um, a, a scandal. Um, if you have the population which tells you you must not totally open the borders and the government just doesn't react, it's, 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 it's um, much more of a problem than it's just, um, if it's just this example of motor vehicles. Yeah, yeah, of course. Hold on, please. Lucy Stamm is with me. He's a member of the Swiss Parliament and vice president of the Swiss People's Party. And uh, so this is uh, this is interesting to hear, disturbing to hear. I, I mean, I knew the, the process, and I've always admired it, and I've always uh, called for it in Canada. So if, uh, you know, anybody who's listening now, right now, if you had an idea for this country that you think would improve Canada, in other words, let's say you just wanted to make sure that history was taught in every, well, I, yeah, let's just say that you wanted history taught in every uh, school year, Canadian history be taught in every school year throughout the school experience, primary and secondary, and you put that uh, forward as a as a potential referendum question, and uh, enough Canadians say it took an arbitrary number, half a million. If half a million Canadians were to say, yeah, I'll agree with that, and they checked it off, you know, either online or somehow checked it off, and then the number was there that half a million people support that, then it would become a referendum question in Canada, and then the whole country would have a right to vote it in or out. And uh, the principle being that if you voted it in, the governments, provincial and federal, it's education is a provincial matter, but uh, the governments would have no option but to follow the lead of the people. And Switzerland, now we're finding out, the bums, the elites, are deciding that they're not going to do, and it doesn't. It's not the issue. It's, it's, it's the it's the principle of the of the of the matter. They're saying we're not going to do what the people tell us to do. Oh, really? And you can't do anything about it. We'll come back, and I'm not suggesting anything be done about it except kicking on, on their fat backsides, booting them out, uh, you know, in the next federal election in uh, in Switzerland. Lucy Stamm. What did this, what does it actually mean? What what did the referendum issue mean, Lucy, when they said stop mass immigration? What what was going to happen if the government follows the will of the people? What happens? You have to have certain limits, perhaps as Canada, a point system, who can come into our country, who cannot. Right now, Europe is in difficulties. Um, Europe learns the hard way what it means if you open the borders to total free immigration. Um, Just imagine um, Africa, Europe, um, what is that going to lead us to if we just open the borders? And the Swiss population obviously sees the problems better than the politicians, and they say, stop, we have to have certain rules to immigration. So you're, are you aiming at one particular part of the world? Are you aiming at a religion? Are you aiming at certain people? Or is it is this is it a system that would be 
would be fair to everybody who would want to enter Switzerland. You just have to have the appropriate points, because Canada has a point system for immigration as well. We have mixed problems, but they are tremendous problems. I know, obviously, the United States better than Canada, but the Canadian population pictured this. Within the United States, it's difficult enough if everybody from Detroit, Pittsburgh, can just shut the house, move towards the sun, and go to, uh, to um, um, Arizona or they'll go to Florida. That's already a certain problem. Um, if you just can leave your home and go south. But it's even much, much more of a problem if you open the borders to Mexico. And Europe has same kinds of problems. You have areas where poverty grows, where everybody is moving to the centers. That's one problem. But the massive problem is if you open your borders to the south or to Africa, however you want to put it, it's religious problems, it's mass problems, it's um, different, different cultures, it's, everybody, it's everything you said. So is it then, is the Swiss government, as you say, the elites, are they saying, we're not going to pass this, we're not going to put this in force, because what you're actually doing is racist? Are they accusing you of being racist? That's exactly the problem. Imagine the Canadians. If the Canadians, or the Americans, if the Americans would say immigration from Canada is something else than immigration from Nigeria, from South um, Africa, whatever. That is not against the country. But it is insane if Switzerland could not say from our neighbors the immigration is easier than from countries far, far away. It seems logical, but as you just said it correctly, um, um, the, the political com um, elite comes and says... That's a question of racism. That's totally ridiculous. So how is it not racism then? If you're saying we don't... I understand what you're saying, that it's easier to assimilate into your country, uh, Switzerland, people who live close by and live a similar life than it is to integrate people who live thousands of miles away and have a completely different way of life. Um, but immigration has always been sort of predicated on on, you know, on mass, at times mass migration. Yes, of um, course. But um, look at the, at the history of Canada. Look at the, uh, the history of the United States. Um, as long as you can say, okay, we need some person or we accept a certain number of other countries. If you in Canada, for instance, say, okay, from China, we need some specialists, etc. Who is against this? But if you just open your borders and you say, as Europe now does, um, regardless of how many people come, um, we just accept them um, and we say, oh, everybody is the same. Um, Brexit, you named Brexit. You can see what Angela Merkel, the, the, the German chancellor, if, if she says everybody is welcome from Africa, um, whether it's in 10 years or whether it's in one generation or two generations, this is massive, massive, massive problems. Well, for me, the issue is all about having the constitutional right to make a decision for the government, whatever the issue is. It's raised by somebody in Switzerland. It's supported by the appropriate number of people in the country who have said, yeah, we want to vote on this. We want to, want to, you had to vote on fighter planes, whether you're going to be buying new fighter planes for the Swiss Air Force uh, a few years ago, and that was voted down. 
Um, but but it, it's a mechanism constitutionally in place where the people of Switzerland have the right to tell the government, this is what we want, and you will follow our lead. It's not, we're not asking you. We're telling you. And that's what's in, that's the law that's in place, and that's the one that they're not following. I want to talk to you about this more another day, Lucy, if we can. I thank you for joining us. I know it's late in, in Switzerland. It's uh, after 10 o'clock at night. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you, and all the best for Canada, all the best for you, and good luck to you.